Control. I'm Chris. What's yours? Matt. Matt what? Bane. Bane? Bane. 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 No NG on the end. Do you know what? Bane. Uh, I'm here at uh, Vinexpo. This is uh, the Wine Australia 10. I'm talking to Dave Bertoli, De Bertoli, and uh, this is Matt Bain. Uh, this will be Take One, Segment Three. I'm talking Australian. <laughs> hey, this is Christopher Chan, your host of Happy Hour Radio, and I am uh, here at Vinexpo 2016 in Hong Kong, and I have the pleasure of uh, checking out a host of wines, and now I'm with Wine Australia. Um, brand new friend, uh, Matt Bain, is uh, one of the representatives here for uh, Di Bertoli Wines, which I take in Australia. Uh, Italian meets Australia. Um, Matt Bain, welcome to Happy Hour. Thanks, Chris. G'day, Seattle. I'm a massive fan of Stephanie Mayer, and I used to represent St. Michelle up here, so good to be chatting with you. De Bortoli, one of Australia's oldest brands. Uh, we're also one of the largest, but we grow fruit in about five regions of Australia, the Hunter Valley and Riverina in New South Wales, the Yarra Valley, King Valley and Heathcote in Victoria. Um, Chris, I'd love to show you a couple of things today. Maybe we'll start with our little cab sav from the Riverina. Sure. Well, before we get into the wine, let's talk about the family, because yeah, Di Bertoli sure. doesn't sound like an Aussie family to me. Um, tell me the history of uh, the family, and then how when, when was it started in, wine, in the winery Australia? Um, family came out about four generations ago, nearly 100 years. Started in the Riverina, which is the biggest region, wine-growing region in Australia. Um, from there, they've grown to be still family-owned, the second largest family-owned company. And yeah, again, we've spread out to about five regions now. So they're from Italy, Italy. but they landed in Australia. Yeah. Fleeing, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Clean shit wine, I think. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, that's no, a bold statement here at Vin Expo. Yeah, no, I love my Chianti, so no, they weren't clean bad wine. <laughs> yeah. How do you say it? Chianti. Chianti, I love yeah. it. All right, perfect. Uh, let's try some of this Cabernet Sauvignon. So um, you said five regions. Where is this Cabernet Sauvignon from? This is a Riverina wine. Riverina wine, and that uh, is uh, the largest wine-growing region in Australia. So all yeah. you trivia folks, that's a good one to know. And Riviera is uh, in New South Wales. That's correct, yeah. All right, so um, how old are these vines and where do the vines come from? It, well, the vines come out of the ground. Um, <laughs> well, good, so not hydroponic, right? <laughs> no, but no, we're looking at an average age of about 40 years. That's because Cab doesn't like wet feet. They, they don't, but we do get some surface water in the Riverina. It's um, a heavily irrigated region, close to one of our bigger water sources. And um, this is a relatively new brand for Australia, even though you've been there since 1927, you said? 28, but okay. um, no, this brand's been around a long time. It's named Oh, that's right. I'm talking about Northern Hemisphere. It's 27, yeah. uh, Southern Hemisphere, 28. There you go. <laughs> but um, no, Dean's been around a long time. It's named after the patriarch of, of the family. And, oh, I yeah. see Dean, D-E-E-N. You call it Dean? Dean. No, Dean, just an accent. <laughs> Um, and this is a uh, VAT series number nine. Is this yeah. um, actually a perpetual number nine, or has there been a number eight, number seven, there number is, six? Yeah, there's, there's a bit of a range in this series. Um, so we've got about 10 
seven varietals that make up the, the series um, and it started off as one barrel each and hence the numbering. I love this, um, you're all screw top, um, is there a specific name or brand that you use? Um, old mate. Old mate, okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, Henschke Hill of Grace was one of the, the, the most expensive sought after wines that was uh, bottled in screw top. What, what made Di Bertoli, um consider screw top versus uh, natural pork? Uh, trying not to screw over the consumer and we just think it's better. All right, that's a good answer. Um, now this uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, 100%? Yeah. 2013 vintage. What can you tell me about the 2013 vintage in uh, Riverina? Well, I guess all our vintages are pretty warm. Um, this one was a bit hotter, a bit faster than usual, so it's a little bit more jammy than some years, but yeah, we didn't quite get the length of harvest we'd call ideal, but this one still handled pretty well. And like, you know, I'm no specialist with cab, but um, a lot of our winemakers say cab's sort of like a donut. You get this spike in ripeness and then it drops away again, so I think we just hit that nice spot. Um, well, they say it's a donut because you need Merlot to fill the hole. There, there you go. All right. <laughs> Um, this is a very mild Cabernet Sauvignon. It I, 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 it, it's, I think you need a cooler climate to get some of the herbaceous notes. Um, but when you say jammy, a lot of people think uh, raisinated. And um, it's it's a good term, but it has some confusion in the United States. Yeah. Uh, it, is there a descriptor when you say jammy fruit? Is there something after jammy? Um, not really. We're just talking about, like you said, stewed fruit um, a tiny bit. Overripe, mate. Right. But that's not a, I wouldn't say that's a negative here. That's just, um, and like you said, it's a bit It's a bit lighter, a bit finer than you'd expect from your South Australian regions, which are actually a little bit more north. You can see here, Adelaide, although South Australia, is a little bit more northerly than the Riverina, and hence it does get a bit warmer. Um, so yeah, we're a bit lighter than, say, your McLaren Vales or your Clare Valleys. Now, I'm noticing in this wine that um, it's it's smooth, it's balanced, it has nat pretty natural acidity, even though it's overripe. Australia's, I, I know, it's, even though you said it's jammy, um, I understand that to make a balanced wine, sometimes we have to add some things, we call it manipulation, and that seems like a word that's not always very um, positive, but um, what I've found with Australian wines is that a lot of times, over the years, they become out of balance. Now, this seems perfectly balanced. Now, have you had, and it's only a two-year-old wine, a two-year-old uh, expression? Yeah, well, three, getting on three, but um, at the same time... <laughs> but you came out, all right, so the first. this is the first vintage then? No, 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 this this particular wine is, this particular brand's been around for about 30 years. Ah, uh, okay. Um, but, uh, look, that over, out of balancing, I think that's a characteristic of... Barossa? A, a style of wine, no, a style of wine that was more developed because of the States, because of that market, and we went down that road of the big, massive Shirazes, and then, yeah, they do fall away pretty quickly, but traditionally, in certain regions in particular, you'll get wines that have evolved for decades. Excellent. Well, uh, and I've been to Australia, to Savour Australia, and have had a world of beautifully balanced and delicious wines. What's next for us here at Wine Australia Vin Expo? We'll go, what well, you might consider going backwards, oh. um, but we're going down. I can moonwalk. Noir. Does that help? We're going to Pinot Noir. All right.
And this is uh, the Villages Pinot Noir out of Yarra Valley. That's right. So a collection of five different vineyards from the little villages which make up the Yarra Valley. Um, Yarra Valley is our premier Pinot Noir region and De is the biggest producer there. We've got about 500 acres under vine. Um, well, now we're going to start with what we consider our entry, which at, you know, sort of your $20 US uh, retail, it's not really entry, but we'll jump from there up to about... Pepper, uh, Pepper Grove would be entry. Uh, Pepper Grove would be entry. Pepper Grove. <laughs> I was just talking into my glass, everybody. <laughs> Too funny. Um, yes, I am echoing. Uh, I've just tasted this wine. Beautifully balanced. There's a certain leanness to Pinot Noir, which you want. Um, sometimes it can be over candied over uh, ripe, but um, this is quite interesting. What Are there any rules and regulations revolving about um, surrounding harvest and yield for Pinot Noir, or can people do whatever they want? No. I think minimum intervention is the, the buzzword of the, the era, as we, we're working out how to make Pinot Noir better. Um, but some rules, I guess, are you don't want to not necessarily old vines. Your optimal vine age is sort of around the 45 year mark. So at 60 you'll start replanting. And that's the same in Burgundy, they do they do that. We find the older vines don't don't get just don't produce the quality of their slightly younger peers. But yeah, we're aiming for that sort of 40 year average. So we do have some new but Yeah, 40 years is basically the um, the bar set by Burgundy because that's where mo most of the vine age becomes the perfect yeah. Uh, maturity. Exactly. So that's one thing. But as I said, that minimum intervention element. So this is all hand-picked. This is um, crushed and and gravity filtered and directly into the fermenter. And so you have a, um, a very modern uh, facility utilizing all of the um, unique handling techniques for Pinot Noir as a delicate grape. I mean, we talk about gravity flow, less pumping, less harsh uh, manipulation. Um, yeah, we only use the feet of virgins. Um, to, to grapes. Yeah. So virgin pigs? No. Virgin lambs, that's what they are. Well, I wouldn't say that about my neighbor's daughter, but no, I'm joking. <laughs> that's right, they're probably not going to tune in. Um, well, uh, one more wine, and uh, I wanted... Well, no, you get two more. Oh, Sorry. two more? But we'll go to Premium Pinot very quickly. All right, premium Pinot. Phi. So this is our Phi. This is a single vineyard. P-H-I. That's right. All right, single vineyard Pinot Noir from uh, Yarra Valley. Yarra. The first Pinot Noir in Australia to win our National Wine Show trophy for best red wine. So this is, yeah, sort of the coming of age of Pinot, and we're responsible for it. Wow, good for you. Um, bright, uh, aesthetic, elegant complex, smooth, balanced, and uh, nice and dry finish. The, the, the tannin management is one of the things we have to look for for Pinot Noir. Obviously, when you go to France, um, Burgundy, of course, you, you consider tannin is, is uh, next to acid, the backbone of their great wines. Um, and it, this is all gravity flow, same facility? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. All right, last wine, and it's absolutely delicious, and that is a 2013 vintage uh, Phi single vineyard Pinot Noir from Yarra Valley. All right, next one is, last one is? Our noble wine. A noble wine. When we say noble wines, we're talking about? Noble one. Uh, oh, noble one. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, there's noble grapes and noble wines. So uh, it, there's uh, two grapes, Muscadelle and Muscat, that are known for most of the sweet wines out of Australia. What is this? This is Semillon. Oh, there you are. I forgot about Semillon. So this is a Hunter Valley wine, I take it? Uh, no, this is Riverina. Oh, very good. Again, as I said, we get that surface water, so after harvests, um, it does flood a little bit, and we do get those long, warm autumns, which are perfect for that. With that flooding, you must get botrytis then, too. Exactly. So we do cultivate the, or we do prune the vine to help that along. It's more like a mushroom shape, so it does get really steamy under there. Sort of like running in summer, and the undercarriage of your undercarriage. So you say a mushroom-style vine training. What is there? Is there a name for that? Because I'm not familiar. That's that bush vine. Bush vines low to the ground. Is what is that called? Saying, well, it's, yeah. In terms of style, you'd say it's closer to a bush, and then it's just naturally pruned, but I'm just referring to the shape, it sort of looks like a mushroom, just so it gets as steamy as possible. A green mushroom. A bit nice, that button mushroom. Yes. Well, like I said, when you run in summer, the undercarriage inside your jocks, that'll probably end up being similar in, in temperature. Oh, yeah, I know that. To yeah. what we're trying to achieve. Yeah, I remember that. Well, that's happening right now, actually. This is pretty warm and humid here in uh, Hong Kong. Um, fabulous, noble one. You're in the States, right? We are. All right, give me a website, um, and uh, website would be... We're with a company called Northeast Farm. Sorry? In website. In the States, we are... With Northwest Wines. Northwest Wines. Ah, uh, no, we are with San Francisco Wine Exchange. Ah, San Francisco Wine Exchange. So my good pals, uh, Brian Patterson, was a uh, former partner in that uh, organization. So, NorthwestWineExchange.com? No, Northwest, we're just no, getting... Northwest oh, getting San Francisco Wine Exchange. Yeah, we're just saying right. Northwest because we're awed to be among, uh, in, in the presence of someone from Seattle. <laughs> but San Francisco Wine Exchange, get on board, get some noble wine into you, and thank you again. Hey, uh, Matt Bain with uh, Wine Australia and De Bertoli. Yeah. Uh, so fun. De Bertoli. De Bortoli. Ah, I see. De Bortoli. We throw it all together. All right. Those vowels. All right. I said De Bortoli in the interview, and the, and the boss said you can say that once. I like that, and I'm wondering why in Hong Kong you don't have any shrimp on the barbie. Well, no. They love seafood. They do. They love that. Well, they you can do that. Much anything. They got that. Those street, street vendors here are taking your business away. That's hey guys, so much fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah.